It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered. We'll get into some gambling stuff in just a minute. But first, Elliot Shore Parks. What up, buddy? What's going on, man? I'm not in studio, which is different. It's been a while since we recorded like this, but uh, always a pleasure to hear your voice. Oh, look at that. It is different. I'm used to looking, at, I'm looking at your beautiful face, your handsome face in front of me, and now I'm, I'm looking at a wall. I'm looking at, well, I so see people the, uh, wandering about out future, here. It's no fun. No, no fun. fun. The, the future in-laws are coming in uh, this weekend for the bridal shower. So I'm ah, here doing- Ah, so you got a, you got a, yes. you got a big week of action going on. Yes, preparing, going grocery shopping, cleaning, all all the all those type of uh things. So busy day here, and then the Eagles. I mean, it sounds horrible. So if we're gonna be if we're today. gonna be honest, it sounds terrible. Well, sometimes I like running mundane errands just because it gives me <laughs> you know something to do. But and especially in the off season. But tomorrow the Eagles practice, so I have to get it all done today, so I can make sure I'm available tomorrow to uh give everybody the stats they need. I I that is crucial, and I agree with that. I however. Absolutely abhor mundane tasks. I, mm. I, it is, I hate going to the grocery store. I hate going to the whatever. I hate going to pick something up. I hate going to the pharmacy. Like, I hate it all. I hate, every, I will say, every we, second we of talked about I this, hate. I think, but I, grocery shopping, I like doing with Kristen mm-hmm. when I have to do it by myself. I'm very bad at it. Like I get distracted. <laughs> I can't find things. I call to make sure I'm getting the right thing. So I will say from that perspective, I agree with you. Okay. I'll take that. I mean, that's, that's something there. Yes. Yeah, I, I hate it all. Uh, all right. Um, we're going to get into the gambling stuff in a minute first though. Um, an interesting, uh, I guess, development with the Eagles today stories, you know, all over the place. Um, obviously the, the Eagles putting it out there that, that uh, Julian Lurie, who we've talked a lot about, you know, kind of following Jeffrey around, learning the business. He was at the Senior Bowl. There was a big deal made of that, all that stuff. Uh, he is now official. Julian Lurie has been hired by the Philadelphia Eagles. He is now an official part of the organization uh, in their uh, analytics. Obviously, he's been involved with there for a while and a football strategy, operations strategy. Um, we'll get into kind of the, the minutia of it, but just, you know, macro drink, 
What's so. your general feel about this uh, this development, so to speak? So first, I think this is a classic example of people on Twitter creating like a straw man argument because I've seen a lot of reaction to this where people go, how can anybody be mad about this? Yet I've seen very few people actually mad about it. So I think that everybody seems to be on the same page with this. I, I listened to a little bit of your show earlier, so I got a little bit of you know how, how Joe and Richie and, and you feel about it. But I, I think it's a good thing. Like ultimately, the reality is Jeffrey Lurie owns the Eagles. Like it's his team. He can do literally whatever he wants with it, whatever he wants with it. So it's going to stay in his family. He's not going to sell it anytime soon. And if he wants his son to take over, this is the best possible path for that to happen. I mean, it's very possible that Julian, if he had other interests, if he wanted to, you know, go live wherever, live in Miami or, you know, whatever he wants to do, could have swooped in at the last second and just been like, all right, I'm here. I'll run the team now. So I think it's admirable for Julian that he has taken the time to be around the team now in a full-time role. But even in past years, being around the team, he was part of different NFL programs, uh, learning about how the league is run. So he has that part of it checked off. And ultimately, I, I think it's it's a good thing that he's going to be in the building for, you know, let's say Lurie is the hands-on owner for 10 more years, which is maybe a stretch, honestly. But let's yeah, say well, five like more 70, years. 70, right? I mean, 70 something. Yeah, 70. So, yeah, you would think, you know, maybe not. But, um, I mean, Lurie, uh, uh, Julian Lurie is now going to be in the building you know, almost every day for, for years and years and years before he has to take over. And he's still on the relatively young side, so I'd imagine he won't step, like, right in. But I think it's it's a, a positive overall that he's doing this. So I, yes and no. I, I think admirable is a bit of a strong word. I You know, he's going to take over the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sure Jeffrey said if you're going to take over the Eagles, you need to learn the business as well. Like, I don't think it was just Julia being like, you know, you know, I, you know what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't think that him just swooping in was was ever going to really happen. But I understand your point, and I do agree with the general premise that Julian Lurie will be the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles someday. Like, that's happening. It is what it is. Like it or hate it, you know, it's the way this works. Jeffrey owns the team. To Elliot's point, he's not going to sell it. He's not going to whatever. He's going to pass it down through his family. As we've seen, Mitt, look, this is not foreign, right? I mean, the, the Bengals have been owned by the same family forever. You know, Jonathan Kraft basically runs the Patriots now or is in the process of taking that over from Robert. Like, it is not a surprise that this is happening. And I agree. Like, Julian Lurie is going to be the owner of the team. I want him around. I want him learning. I'm all fine with all that stuff. I just want to make sure, and I don't know, this is, you know, uh, we don't know how it works there, but I just want to make sure that he is not overstepping and he is not getting involved in things he doesn't know. And that that's the concern because he is the owner's son. We've seen Jeffrey, you know, there have been issues with Jeffrey potentially doing this type of stuff and all that. And, and Julian is not nearly as accomplished football-wise as his father is, who's been the owner for 25 years or whatever it is now, you know, and Julian is 27 years old. I mean, he is a baby he is a kid and he's smart he went to harvard all that like i'm i'm hopeful and again i i totally agree that he needs to be involved he needs to learn what his father does he needs to learn how to be an owner of an nfl team i just don't want jet julian Lurie influencing what happens on the football field do you know what i mean yeah so so to, to his age i think that it's probably going to be a long time until he is the de facto decision maker. Like I could picture a world where let's say in five years, and I think we will preface all this by saying, obviously we hope there's no health related issue that makes Jeffrey ever step away. He hopefully he steps away whenever he's just ready. But let's say in five years, he, he wants to step away 
and uh, Julian's only in his in his young thirties. I could picture like Don Don Smolensky at that point, you know, being like a kind of bridge to to Julian. I think it's probably going to be a while until Julian has the same power that Jeffrey does. And when you talk about like Julian stepping in and being overly involved, I agree. He doesn't have the long experience that Jeffrey does. Jeffrey's been doing it for twenty five years, which is why when we talk about how involved Jeffrey is and if it's a good thing or a bad thing, I always think Jeffrey's time and experience running a team matters when talking about his cap- capability, I guess, of being involved in football discussions. So I don't want Julian Lurie like being the GM, being the business operations, like making all the decisions, but also like he's going to be involved in football meetings. He's going to spend a lot of his time, you know, being involved in these type of meetings. He was at the senior bowl. So I, again, I like the Eagles will have a general manager and he's the one that should make the decisions. But I always think this idea of like the owner being overly involved, like it's not a it's not a Daniel Snyder situation where he's not even, you know, in the draft meetings. Like I, I'm okay if Julian is going to be at the Novacare every day for a long stretch of times, like multiple years, and then when he's eventually the owner, he wants to be involved in football decisions, like is it ideal? No, but at least like the situation is setting itself up where he's been involved and had a lot of experience learning about how the decisions are made, hearing how the football decisions are made, talking to general managers, talking to scouts. Like, so I'm actually okay with, you know, if he runs the team the exact same way Jeffrey Lurie does, like I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, Jeffrey's done a, a very good job running the team for the most part with a few, you know, small issues here and there over the years, no doubt. Like, but. But again, Jeffrey Lurie also had a lot of experience as an owner by the time he got good and by the time his team started rolling and he learned from Andy at Andy here and he like got that institutional experience. And that's why it is important for Julian to be around. And and I agree with all that stuff. I'm just saying I want Julian to be around for a while before he's that's all I'm saying before he's really inserting himself into these things. And look, the analytics thing like I you know, I'm a fan of analytics on the whole. I think that analytics are helpful. It's just information. It's just more ways to look at things. But I do think, I do worry a little bit. And I think we saw, you know, they talked a lot about with the, the Rager draft and the analytics they use for that draft and the speed and the next gen and all that stuff. And like, I just want to make sure because the last, you know, ever since 2020, the Eagles have done a good job of, of you know, Drafting football players, drafting guys from big programs, you know, kind of putting an emphasis on these type of things where I just want to make sure that if Julian is given more and more power, we don't go too far down the analytics road because that's the road that he's most comfortable with. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I just disagree because, like, I, I, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Because you're right. Like, you don't want to make every decision solely based off the analytics. Absolutely. You also Especially don't want to make in every- football. I mean, there, yeah, uh, football well, in, in is- any. Any, in any you know. sport, in any sport, but I think even most especially in football because I don't think analytics are as as valuable as they are in, like, baseball. Like, I just think the game is more more uh, made for, like, it's batter versus pitcher. It's very easy to judge. Yeah, baseball is a perfect analytical sport. It's a perfect sport, analytical but, sport. But I also don't want, I also, if I, like, let's say I was Julian Lurie and I get to shape kind of how the franchise is run. I also would not want it where it's like, you know, I have all my football guys making all the football decisions and like they're just like using their eye test type oh, of thing. Oh, I agree. Right? So, no, it's a balance for sure. Yeah. And I think with the Rager thing, you you know, you're right that they use the, I don't even know if I would call it analytics, but like the data on field, right, to, to say that Rager was fast. But ultimately, I think why they picked Rager 
for the most part, was because the coaching staff thought that he was a great fit in that offense. And Howie still deserves blame for it. I'm not absolving Howie whatsoever. I'm just saying I don't think I don't view Rager as an analytical pick as much as I do like actually kind of a football guy pick because the coaching staff thought they could use him in their offense. Yeah, I, look, I get it, and I don't know if that's true or not. Like, I don't know if that's an excuse. I, I who knows what actually right. happened with the Rager pick, but. I do. I just, in general, I think analytics are are helpful. I think they should be used. I I just am a little concerned. I mean, we've heard the whole thing with Alec Hallaby and the whole you know Julian Lurie thing. Right. Well, Alec Hallaby is the next Howie. Yeah, I, he like, might like be. Julian Lurie and Alec Hallaby are going to be you know like in fifteen years if like our kids are doing a Go Birds pod, like they'll that they'll be arguing about uh, about Julian Lurie and Alec Hallaby. Like. You can basically still use the Halfrey nickname, honestly. Or I guess no, you could. <laughs> yeah, you I look. I, I just these are young guys without experience right now who are who, and I understand it. Look, if you're not a football guy, like I get it. The easiest way for you to break into this is analytics, right? I mean, that makes sense. If you're not someone who played the sport, if you're not someone who grew up coaching or scouting or doing all this type of stuff, like the easiest entree into that world is analytics and there is a burgeoning analytics, you know, movement in sports, obviously. And and obviously it's further along in baseball than in football, but there is opportunity there. So I can understand how if you want to get into the football world and you're not a, a football, you know, quote unquote, the, the classic football guy, analytics is, is probably the best way to get in the world, you know? So let me ask you this. How long do you think, like, let's say you were literally Julian Larry, right? How long do you think it would take you till you felt comfortable running the team like the way Jeffrey does, like being in the football meetings, offering your opinion on that. Forget the business side of it because we don't completely understand that aspect of it. But the football operations, like how long did it take you until you felt comfortable? I'm saying it. Do you hear me? Can you not hear me? A decade. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. A decade. Okay, all right. I would want Julian Lurie to study and work for the team for a decade. And again, it's all different people learn different things, different speeds and all that. But like, and obviously it's not a hard and fast thing, but I would say about a decade. Of football okay. experience, I would want from Julian Laurie before he were the de facto running, you know, runner of the team, so to speak. Is and that, my guess is it'll probably be be close to that. Well, and that would be that would be good. I'm I'm, I'm hoping it's that. So, See, so, so I actually think me, like I feel I could be a pretty close to a good general manager, like tomorrow, because me and you have been talking uh, about football. I know you do. What you, no, but no. I'm saying, think about it. You say you want a decade, right? How long have you been in radio? I, I've talked football. I mean, like I've been in radio for for a decade. You That's know? what I'm saying. So you've been following over, over every move and intricacies of the Eagles for 10 years. I think you'd be a better general manager and you think quicker. Oh, I think you're crazy. I think that's a crazy thing to say. I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. Any, there's so much. I mean, between scouting, between uh, the, the salary cap, between all these different things, like no chance. I, I think that's... Well, we'd have our staff around. Us. I think that's an ins- I think it, this is an insane thing to say. We're, we're in... Uh, I could win the uh, Kentucky Derby or I could compete in the Kentucky Derby territory. Well, how long do you think it would take you? You said a decade for, for yeah. Julian or for you? Either. Okay. Yeah. I would have to work for a team for at least a decade, I think. I don't but know. You agree that if you, if you did it every day for 10 years, you think you'd be comfortable... Like being involved in football, decisions. probably yes. I think I, I, okay. I could. I think I could get myself there. I think I'm a bright guy. I, I, I agree. I think you are as well. So I'm saying I think it'd be quicker than that. But I'm gonna note this down. Put it. I'm gonna put an alarm in my calendar. Ten years from June, <laughs> June second, when we're talking about how people think Julian Lurie is overstepping his bounds. I'm gonna say, remember, James, you said after ten years you felt you could make decisions. So. <laughs> this is good. I'm happy you're petting me down on this. This is very good. 
Speaking of, I hope we're doing the pod in 10 years. Yeah, buddy. Or maybe we'll miss something bigger and better. Who knows? Who knows? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, turn on ESPN and there's you and me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Um, okay. Speaking of owners, uh, I want to talk about something else in a sec quickly. And we're going to get to gambling in just a, a couple of minutes. But download the Bet Park Casino and Sports app. So, you know, when we're talking gambling, you can do it with us. Have some fun. I mean, there is some legitimate action to bet on right now beginning tonight. Little basketball championship action tonight. We'll get into that in a little bit. There's all kinds of baseball action you can bet on on a daily basis. Football futures coming up in these Parks Picks pods coming up soon. We're going to start to really dive into some win totals, some future bets, some MVP odds, all the fun stuff as football season. Thank God football season is around the corner, Elliot Shore Parks, because Amen. baseball in this city not super fun at the moment. Not well. They won fun. yesterday. Cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> they won a game. They're twenty-two and twenty-nine. You know, I was, I was second best one players my... out for three months. It's it's great. It's great. I, I was texting one of my friends, and he was saying there's a hundred games to go, and it was just kind of eye-opening from that perspective. Well, there's actually there's hundred and twelve games, or I guess 100, yeah, whatever, 111 right? games like, to go. But they, and I'm not they played fifty. They played out, fifty-one games. Yeah, they've the time is. Time is starting to run out. Like, it's yeah. June now. And, I mean, the division's over. Like, they are not winning the NL East. It's over. Mm. It's done. Like, they are not winning the NL East. Uh, they need to get a wild card. And, uh, like, they need to play better. I mean, just to get into playoff contention, if you think 86, 87, whatever it is, I think it was, you know, and I know there's a new wild card this year, but, like, you know, most likely 84, 85, 86, 87, that, that's, like, the minimum you'll need to get in the playoffs. I mean, the Phillies would need to play like 16, 17 games over 500 yeah. for the rest of the season. It's just so unlikely that all of a sudden with the issues they've had, they're just going to become a great baseball team. I just, I find it so hard to believe, Elliot. Well, I'm happy to be on high hopes with you. Thanks, That's really. All I can this say. is really good. Yeah, no, low yeah. hopes, low hopes. This is high hopes. The new high hopes is go birds because at exactly. least the Eagles are freaking fun and I can't wait to watch them play. And that is not the feeling I have for other teams. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Even though Philly sports are super disappointing right now, sports are fun because you can bet on them and win money. And it's like almost as good. Not as good, but it's pretty damn good. And here's the deal with the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. If you sign up now, new customers make your first bet risk-free up to $750. A $750 risk-free bet. Just download the app now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at pa.betparks.com. Use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. To get your risk-free bet, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Elliot, uh, I want to quickly speak about the Phillies, and then we're going to move on to basketball. But um, I did go to the game last night. They won. You did. Point out. Very cool. But, but, but speaking of owners, a unique thing happened at the game in that I'm walking along the 300 level, and I went to get a hot dog, and I'm going back to the seats, and I look at, I'm looking around, and I see this guy kind of just talking to fans, and I'm like, huh, that guy looks a lot like John Middleton. <laughs> like really wow and then i walk a little closer and i can hear the voice and i'm like wow sounds exactly like john middleton i'm gonna i'm gonna you know take a leap here and say john Interject. middleton is just walking around the 300 level it, it was insane and he ended up coming over we had a bunch of a wip listeners from the midday show there with jody cameron john Richie. it was super fun we had a great time and john middleton just like wanders over us 
and spent like two hours talking to everyone in the party. Talked to uh, great, you know, anyone who listens to this pod, you know, you probably, I hope, listen to our Saturday show. The great Tom from Abington actually walked up to John from Middleton and said, John, nice to meet you. I'm Tom from Abington. Amazing. I and, wonder how often in Tom's life he introduces himself I that love way. It. It, what, a, what a great line. Like, what a, yeah. to, to go up to the owner of the Phillies and give your WIP caller handle, essentially, is just top, top tier stuff from Tom. That was phenomenal. That's why Go Birds callers are the best. Oh, I mean, duh. That goes to that yeah. saying. Uh, but it was like a really, it was a really unique, awesome thing. And I, you know, look, I've bashed John Middleton in the past. I'm sure I will bash him in the future if deserved. And though this season, as much as they're bad, like he's the one person you really can't blame. Like the dude went over the tax. He did everything he could do. Blame Dombrowski, blame Girardi, blame the players. But regardless, like I just thought it was really interesting to see an owner, especially of an embattled struggling team. Kind of out there with the people, Elliot. You know what I mean? Like Jeffrey yeah. Laurie, like we don't we don't see Jeffrey do that a lot. You know, Jeffrey is is in his box at the games. Jeffrey is at Novacare every day. You know, walking around with, his, you know, he's Jeffrey Laurie. It's very clear. Um, but you know, there, the, I I just was I don't know. And I know it's a different forum. It's a, every night, and it's kind of easy if it's an emptier stadium to walk around and stuff. But I don't know. I thought it was a really good move by John Middleton. I thought it endeared himself to to a lot of fans um at a time when the team's not very good but i also thought just it from any owner like I, I think owners should take a lesson from that like be accessible be real like let people know you're not just some you know person up in an ivory tower yeah no i, I always think the smartest things like owners and gms and head coaches and you know star players can do like to your point is just be accessible like i am sure every fan that met him last night They'll, they'll probably rip him in the future. There's no question they will be less likely to rip him in the future no because he went and spent time and talked to them. And and that's not even really like favoritism. It's like when you get the chance to actually talk to somebody and have them explain some of their thought process, you have no choice but to almost have your opinion change once you hear their logic. Totally. Now, it doesn't mean it's you agree with It's a great point, Elliot. It's a great point. Right? Like, so he probably, and I'd be, I'll ask you this, like, I don't know if people are talking to him about Girardi or not. But I would imagine if someone said something like, oh, you're going to fire Joe, and he explained why he's probably not going to, it probably did change people's mind. It makes it seem like approachable and like a real person. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's awesome he did that. And I think it'd be hard for Larry to do that realistically just because you said, like, there's 70,000 drunk, angry fans at every yes. Eagles game. So yes. it'd be very tough to, like, just kind of casually. But what's crazy to me is how long he stayed there. You said he was there, like, hours, Like, right? two hours he hung out with us. Crazy. Like, he literally hung out with us from the fourth inning through the end of the game. Like, he spent wow. more than half the game with us. Like, we all... Did anybody ask him any, like... I know you weren't around him the whole time, but I did was anybody not around, ask him, want... like, an interesting question? So there was some... Well, I mean, uh, Billy T, caller WIP, spent, like, 45 minutes talking, like, arm angles and launching. Amazing. It was... <laughs> It really was. amazing. It was like it was like it was great stuff, and like and that's the thing is he like took it all, man. Like he talked to everybody, people. He literally talked to Billy T for like 30, 40 minutes. Like and he, you know, I talked to him two separate. I talked to him like fifteen minutes, and then I left because I was like, you know, let other people talk. Right. And, and then I look over like 35, 40 minutes later, he's still there, and I was like, well, I guess I'll go talk to him again because he's still freaking here. Like it really was insane. Um, I mean, I, I thought, you know, he, I thought his rationale for things was really interesting. He talked a lot about, um, you know, what you want to hear from owners, right? He talked a lot about, you know, hiring Dave Dombrowski and letting Dave Dombrowski be Dave Dombrowski. You know, he's like mm. that kind of thing where he's like, I want to put put smart people in smart spots in, in spots and let them do their thing. And, and I'm there. I'm involved. 
And it kind of, you know, made me think of the Lori stuff because we did, we have, you know, he's like, I ask questions, I'm there, I, I'm paying attention to what's happening, but I'm also, ultimately, I'm going to let these people make the decisions that I hired them to do. And I, and I think for the most part, Lori's done that, but obviously, you know. And that's what Lori would say too, I guarantee Agree, you. of course yeah. he would. You're right, Lori would tell people that, whether, exactly. Right. Um, but I just thought, you know, I thought it was fascinating. I thought it was fascinating because you don't really get to, you know, I've, I've, uh, seeing when I worked for the Eagles, I would see Jeffrey Lurie at Novacare. I'm sure you've, you know, obviously you've asked him questions yeah. in pre press conferences and you've been around him and stuff like that. Um, but I've never really just chatted it up with an owner, but with a billionaire, just like hanging out with a billionaire, it just is, chatting it up. It is interesting when you hang around a guy like that, like you want to make it like casual and cool and not be like that guy. But you're also like, I have a million questions I want to ask oh, you, totally. but you don't want to like be that guy, you know? So it, Elliot, so true. So true. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, should I ask this? Oh, should I not ask that? You know, so it was really, it was a unique experience. And uh, I, I just thought it was, a, to your point that you said before, like that you always think that with these guys, I thought it was a really good lesson for other owners, other, you know, heads of teams, that type of stuff. Because I do think it really, again, I, to your point, Elliot, I really do think that the people who are there, like, even if they want to rip him again in the future, there's going to be that slight hesitation. There's going to be yeah. that slight thought of like, mm, you know, he was really nice. <laughs> was like, really you know, cool. you know, Billy T is walking around and his friends are like, oh, this, you know, Middleton, what's he doing? He's like, well, let me tell you, I talked to him on, uh, on the game. <laughs> it, was, on Wednesday. it was great. And, he called uh, into the yeah. show today and he kept just being like, well, John and I were talking. And we're like, yeah, exactly. Here, let me tell you what John's thinking here yes. with, with the Girardi yes. thing. Yes, it was great. It was so, uh, and, and again, like for our listeners, like what a unique experience that is. Like, yeah, that's awesome. It's one thing for like me or Joe or John who you'll work in this industry and whether, you know, like I said, I've never really interacted with owners, but you know, I've interacted with players. I've, you know, have them on the show. We've done all that type right. of stuff. Elliot literally, you know, has spent, you know, the last 10 years, except for you know the pandemic time in locker rooms, talking directly yeah. to players, knowing players, talking to Howie, all that type of stuff. I mean, so it is. And even for me, it was a unique experience. I can only imagine for people who don't live in this world in the same way, it must've been such a, a really, really awesome experience to, to have the owner there, like to and bend his ear and be able to ask him what you wanted. And like, he answered everything. It was pretty cool, man. I need to see Mad Mike and Howie sit down oh, casually. Oh, Elliot. You know Mad Mike would be like, oh, first of all, thanks for drafting oh, Brandon Graham. Of course he would. He'd be, like, he'd be like, Howie, before we get started, I just want to say... Thank you for the Super Bowl, man. Exactly. We, yeah, we, exactly. We, that that was the greatest night like, of my life. It doesn't happen without you. Thank you. Like that. It's also that so funny. Happens. And then we can get to the the gambling lines. Yes. But um, it is funny how when you're around someone that like you talk about all the time and you ask them a question, they give you the logic. How quickly you're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but like on the on the pod, you'd be like, well, no way. Well, <laughs> I can I can see that. Yeah, you're making yeah, a lot exactly. of sense here. You're like. Yeah, I, I guess Rager over Jefferson did make sense. How he could point. <laughs> no, 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 no. How he, how he could be the, the most charming person I ever met. He's not changing my mind on that one. I don't even think he would tell you. I, I, try I, to convince you, I yeah. agree with you, Elliot. He, he would be like, yeah, man. We really I messed that, that one up. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big mistake. Doug's fault, but a huge mistake. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 Doug's <laughs> fault. The Jaguars guy won. Though, <laughs> All right, let's get to some gambling stuff before we get out of here. Uh, quickly, uh, since we were just talking about the Phillies, I figured I'd just look up on the Bet Parks app, and that's the beautiful thing about the Bet Parks here on Sportsbook app is it is so easy to use, so easy to find whatever the hell you're looking for. I figured I'd just take a look at their odds mm. to win the National League. Um, it's plus two thousand. Uh, I like it. It. <laughs> it would have to be it, honestly. I was going to say plus ten thousand. That's ridiculous. It would have to be like plus. 5,500, 6,000 range for me to consider. Can I give you 10 seconds on why I like the bet? I, if you give me give me 30 seconds. Go ahead, okay. buddy. 
Because the Mets might be good now, but the Mets are losers that always blow it. They're very similar to the Cowboys in that respect, where people are like, well, they'll figure a way to blow it. The Mets have not been good recently. Well, quick, I do not think quick, they're going to run away with this division. This is this the, is for the National League. So this is to beat the Dodgers and the Brewers oh, the Padres I you, I and the Giants. No, 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 no. This is to win the National League. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I thought you said the NL East. I was like, plus 2,000. There's only, you know. Yeah, yeah. Very, very different to win the NL East. I'll give you those odds. The NL East odds, uh, they are plus 850 to win it's the It's less NL East. appealing. It's less appealing. Mets are minus 420 for what Do you think they'll get back in it, though, where there's like a week where it's like. The division? Yeah. No. Okay. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> you know, I think, the right. Met, I think the Mets are good. I, I, don't, I agree that at some point, probably in the playoffs, you know they'll they'll become the Mets again most likely, but I think they're way better than the Phillies right now, and I just don't think the Phillies are very good, honestly. Like I think they're I think they're a pretty bad baseball team right now, and especially losing Segura for three weeks is is disastrous. I mean he's been their second best player this season. He's well, I thought their, I saw ten to twelve weeks. Yeah, for three months. Oh, you said three weeks. My bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I said three months before. I meant to say three three months. Excuse me. Yes, for yeah. three months. Like basically until September, essentially. Um, you know, it's a big loss and Harper out last night with the forearm stiffness. And I don't know. I just, I don't get good vibes from the team. I think Girardi's a, a, a absolutely disastrous manager. I just think Lame they're duck. Yeah. I think they're bad. I think they're bad. I think they're not a very good baseball team. I think, I think they could maybe get to a point, Elliot, where they compete for the third wild card, where they're kind of, you know, salvage mm-hmm. it the season to the point of like they're around 500 again, but I don't think there's any chance to catch them out. I just don't. I can't decide if this moment is the Eagles were two and five moment. I don't you think know? it is. I, I, I get your point and I like where your head's at. I think it's, uh, um, you know, unlikely. Yeah. I think it's more like, and they're not this bad, but I think it's more like 2020 and the Eagles are one, three and one or whatever. And we're like, Oh, they're going to turn around. Nope. Nope. <laughs> like nope. One of those. Uh, all right, let's get to the, the more important gambling action because yes. The NBA Finals start tonight. Warriors-Celtics. Um, we actually, you know, it's a beautiful thing because we gamble on these things to give ourselves uh, more investment in it, but it is nice to just have a natural hate of the Celtics here, which is fun. Oh, see, I don't, I don't hate the Celtics. You're a Sixers fan, right, buddy? I like Jason Tatum. <laughs> Dude, you're... I'm just saying, like, like you do Tatum realize, is like, 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 like the like, Celtics I, are like the Cowboys of the Sixers. Like you get that, right? Uh, like, first of all, I, I don't think I don't agree with that. Number one, well, like I, I get your point. They are the, the Sixers' number one rival is the Celtics in their history I agree of their with that. yes. So it is, and obviously nothing's equals Cowboys. I'm just saying, if you had to compare, if you had to say who's the closest to the Cowboys for the Sixers, it's the bleeping Celtics. Yeah, but it's also been so long. Like when I don't know. Oh, you are crazy. I hate hate the Celtics. See, but like, the it's the not Cowboys think, hate, wow, but it's okay. like. It's like next tier down in terms of sports hate. Like Cowboys tier one, like they're tier two. Like they're right there with the Mets and the Yankees and those other teams. Yeah, Yankees. Yeah, like I think the Mets are more of a rival than the Celtics are. I mean, they're not historically. Well, they're not I don't even think close. divisions matter in, M- in in NBA. So the Sixers very rarely play the Celtics in games that really matter, whereas it happens more often with the Phillies, Mets, I mean, and Eagles, you're, Cowboys. You're, historically. The Sixers and Celtics are massive, massive rivals. Like you have to right. re- remember, the league was not always this big. There were not always this many teams, and they've played in the playoffs many times over the years. So, um, yeah, I I, I, I just disagree, but it's okay. Well, I think it's a, a really bad take by you, but that's okay. Well, but I think it. We don't have to keep going with this, but like it's also just you know, in my thirty-four years of life, they've probably played I don't know, maybe twenty meaningful games against the Celtics. Like I agree, in the seventies it was different, but that was forever ago, seventies, eighties, eighties too. And but regardless, I mean, you. You're a Sixers fan. Like, you can't like the Celtics. I'm sorry, man. That's just the way it works. Those are the rules. Eh. 
I like Jason Tatum. Those Speaking of Tatum. Weak sauce. All right, so what what is the line for the NBA Finals? Okay, so the series lines are to, to win it, not for game one, for, for the series. Celtics are plus 135. Warriors are minus 159. I actually thought the Warriors would be heavier favorites than that. Yeah, I'm, so a, little I'm a little dis- surprised. So I actually, I it seems like everyone out there, at least that I've heard, is like, oh, Warriors winning the title. Yeah. I think the Celtics are going to win the series. Really? Okay, so if you think that, what I, a bet I like for you then would be, you because you can bet like, you know, Celtics win 4-3, 4-2. to two. The, If Celtics to win in six is plus 450. That's a really good bet. Now, I also don't want to root for the Celtics, so this is a real conundrum for me. Maybe it's an emotional yeah, hedge I love situation. your pretend hatred for the Celtics. I, I Yeah, I, real hatred, buddy. Real yeah. deal, true blue hatred. But I do... Um, I think they're good, man, and I I, th- I think the Warriors are good, but I just I think the Warriors are like everyone looks at them like some juggernaut, like they're definitely not that. So um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really close series. I wouldn't be shocked at all if it goes either way. Like I don't feel like super strongly, but if you know, I think the Celtics are going to win it. So I think the Warriors are going to win it. I agree that good. I think you're it could usually be close. better at basketball predictions than I am. So I yeah. eh, I don't know about that. I was pretty heavy on the Sixers and Harden. So, but I. I I agree with you. I think it's pretty close. And look, the lines reflect that plus one thirty-five, minus one fifty-nine. I saw ESPN gave the Celtics like a seventy percent chance to win the series, which I was surprised by. I just think Steph Curry, Draymond, like they have so much more finals experience than the Celtics do. So I would actually go Warriors to win it in seven at plus four hundred. I love that bet. I actually, I, I it feels like a seven-game series to me. So um, I do like that a lot. If you're going to bet Boston, I think having them take it at home makes sense. But um, but I'm with you. I think a seven-game series makes sense. Um, all right, uh, Saturday, 1 to 3 at Parks. Come hang out with us. Uh, meet us. We've had some people come out. It's been awesome to meet people. Elliot, any uh, final thoughts? Everyone's been DMing me about which kids and Stranger Things can and can't act, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I love it. Um, and, yeah, keep DMing, and I will let you know. Yes, yes. Emily and I are going to start this weekend, so we are not yep, like you. Do. We are. Uh, it's a shame because that the, one of the things in my life that, that – and I, I would, you know, wouldn't change any of it because it's always the best. But Emily and I used to be able to have those days, like you talk about, where it's like, oh, we we, we just got on a roll, and we watched, watched all like the Stranger episodes. Things. Oh, we watched, like, the all three Lord of the Rings movies in a day. Oh, we, right. we used to watch, like, six Harry Potter movies in a day. Like, that's gone, buddy. None of that. Like we, What a lifestyle. Yeah. Three Lord so of the Rings, six Harry Potters. <laughs> good stuff. Those were the days. Those were the days. So basically, it's like whenever bedtime is bedtime, um, after that, we can watch stuff. So I won't cruise through it as quickly, but I'm I'm very excited to watch it. Nice. Well, yes, I'm excited for you to tell me which kids you think can and can't act. I'm I'm excited for that too. I I, I feel like I got a pretty good feel heading in, so we'll find out. Uh, all right, parks one to three on Saturday. Check out the pod for that as well, and of course, uh, you know, Eagle stuff. We'll be yes. there. That's what we do. He's Elliot James. Talk to you soon.